Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the Mark Larson Show on San Diego's Talk, AM 760. Good Thursday morning. Lou Penrose sitting in for Mark Larson today. Larson is out. He will be back, be back with you on Monday. It's good to be with you. Lots going on. Lots of stuff to get to. Uh, and uh, any updates uh, that come forward with respect to names that jump into the gubernatorial race, I will be sure to uh, offer your direction, I think, over the next well, 24, now 30 hours, maybe 40 hours, 35 hours. Uh, we will see uh, if any other names jump in because Friday, 5 o'clock is the deadline for filing. Remember those uh, three dates that uh, I've been telling you about or that Mark has been telling you. Me and Mark have been talking about it anyway. Uh, that is uh, my birthday, the birthday of Reform California Chairman Carl DeMaio on August 15th. So it's really early. It's easy for us to remember these dates because of two important birthdays of major media personalities here in San Diego. Uh, it's actually July 17 is the day that's calendared. Uh, for the filing deadline, because this all works on has to be 45 days prior, has to be 30 days prior, blah, blah, blah. But July 17th, which is my birthday, falls on a Saturday. So it's not important that you remember the 16th. It's important that you remember that it's my birthday. But nonetheless, long story short, uh, the 16th uh, is the day that the filing deadline takes place. That's Friday, five o'clock. Uh, we'll see if we get any photographs on Facebook or social media, on Twitter or Instagram of people leaning over the counter there at the registrar of voters in whatever county they live in, signing that form to say, yes, I'm going to be on that ballot. So that's the 16th of July, the day before my birthday. Then August 15, August 15 is the day the mailbox on or about August 15. And then the voting begins. Of course, the third uh, important date in that uh, trifecta is Carl DeMaio's birthday, chairman of Reform California, frequent guest on Mark Larson's show. And that is September 14th. That also coincides of the date of the election for the recall of Governor Gavin Newsom. So a lot of people uh, in the political world like myself are uh, looking and scrolling and scanning and waiting to get texts from friends who are politically connected to find out who is going to toss their hat into the ring and add their name to the growing list of candidates to recall Gavin Newsom. Something, by the way, while we're talking about this, and this is not what I want to talk with you about in this hour, but since we're here, let's go. Uh, what is most interesting to me, what's going to be a lot of fun for you and I both, uh, is the way we will be able to know the direction this recall takes place. I do not like mail-in ballots. I certainly am opposed to an all-mail-in ballot election, uh, but uh, this is what we have. Uh, you have a uh, governor who is uh, able to constitutionally, questionably, mail ballots to everybody in the state of California and wait to see who mails them back. It's not the way you're supposed to do it. That turns the election into a 30-day process. Uh, and is uh, it's it's fraught with peril and chicanery. And we see that a lot here in the state of California, unfortunately. But we have not yet wrestled power back away from those 
uh, who are in power. And while we are on our way to doing that, we have to play by their rules. So from August 15th till September 14th, there will be an ongoing election. Here's the one good part about that. And for people in political science and who have worked in politics like myself, uh, this is an actual fun little thing. Daily, I'll be able to know, and you'll be able to know. You won't know where to go look, but I do. So I'll tell you about it. Whose ballots are turned in? From which precincts? A precinct is a, a like a zip code, but it's a group of about 900 registered voters. Don't get thrown off by that. Um, so here's what I know. I know which precincts and, frankly, which households have registered Democrats and registered Republicans in them. That is legal information. I can know that. If you're registered to vote, I can tell that you are a registered Republican or a registered Democrat and the address at which you live. Uh, I can also tell the frequency in which you vote. Right? I can tell if you voted once in the last four elections, twice, three times, four times. And that matters to me if I'm a political consultant, because if you voted four times in the last four elections, then I would argue that you're engaged. You're not a low information voter. If you voted once in the last four elections, I would argue you're less engaged and only show up, you know, for Christmas and Easter, kind of Catholic, right? You only show up for the big ones, the presidential elections, and you let the other ones slide. So you're not as engaged, okay? And I know that that household has a registered Republican or two registered Republicans. Those are the things I'm allowed to know. So in this process, I'll be able to know which households have sent their ballots because once those ballots are sent in, in other words, if you, you, you're, you're a registered Republican, right? And uh, you got your ballot on August 15th and you said, oh boy, I've been waiting for this day. And you got out your pen and you filled in that circle for recall. Yes, I want to recall Gavin Newsom. And then you stamped it, or you, you don't have to stamp it. You put it back in the mail, and it gets received by the San Diego Registrar of Voters. That information is public. So I can see how quickly Democrat households, Republican households, Democrat precincts, Republican precincts, I can see how quickly they're turning in those ballots. That tells me a story. It tells you a story, right? If, if we know. That registered Republican, well, it doesn't matter if it's Republican or Democrat. If people are turning in their ballots quickly, I will presume that they want to recall the governor. They, they don't have to think about it. They don't have to consider it. They don't have to look at the list. They don't have to read. They don't have to wait for the email from the California Teachers Association. They don't have to wait for directives from the, uh, you know, the unions. Uh, they're, they're, they're good to go. They have made up their minds. So as we see, like, inc incredible intensity uh, in those first couple of days, August 16, 17, and 18, uh, we will know, and the governor's office will know, that there is tremendous voter intensity to recall him. And that will cause, I think, Governor Newsom's office to pivot a little bit in their strategy. They will really then lay it on thick and start attacking the other candidates. Um, so it's going to get fun. It, and by the way, conversely, if we see those ballots just laying on kitchen tables, we don't see, uh, you know, uh, 80, 90 percent turn in rate uh, in the first five days. If we see like 20 percent turn in rate, uh, we'll know that this isn't important enough for people, Republican or Democrat. Uh, and uh, that would advantage Newsom. And then you will see a pivot in the campaign 
uh, to get people to uh, to mail in that ballot. So. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun from a political science standpoint, from a democracy standpoint. Uh, it's going to be uh, an interesting experiment as to uh, how we want to write the ship of state here in the state of California. Uh, door hangers. These are these little long rectangular things with a circle hole at the top so that fits nicely over your doorknob. Uh, they have gone out throughout San Diego County and they say five things. California is unaffordable. Crime is skyrocketing. Schools are failing. Homelessness is everywhere. And the leaders in Sacramento are enjoying special privileges. Those are the five top things that when we ask potential voters, uh, they care about with respect to this recall. And I think it's fair to say all five of them are true. And that's not hyperbole, is it? California is certainly unaffordable. Crime is everywhere. The homeless, my goodness. Uh, you know about the schools and how I feel about it. And uh, clearly, the special privileges, when the governor gets to choose whether or not the election is sooner rather than later, if it benefits him, if it doesn't benefit him. I mean, you know, I'm not going to get into the French laundry, but uh, you well know that they are operating under special privileges up there. All right, so there is your unscheduled, unscripted uh, recall update, courtesy of your old buddy, Lou Penrose. Uh, when we get back, we should start the program and talk about what I want to talk with you about this hour, and that is the cost of everything in San Diego is going up, and it's been confirmed. It's not just happening uh, in other parts of the nation, and it's not just our gas prices. It's everything, including uh, your tacos and the prices of your clothing uh, and airline airfare and everything else and what we can do about it. That's all coming up next. Lou Penrose in for Mark Larson on the Mark Larson Show on San Diego's Talk AM 760. It's the Mark Larson Show. Lou Penrose sitting in for Larson today. We would like to invite you and your entire family back to the San Diego Air and Space Museum in Balboa Park. Come celebrate Apollo 15's 50th anniversary during the month of July. The entire month of July, we're celebrating this anniversary. Apollo 15. We will have family uh, four-pack tickets today through July the 20th. So keep listening for your chance to win. Always fun to be giving away Mark Larson's tickets. And he's not even here. And I get all the credit and the love. 800-765-362 is my telephone number if you want to become part of the program. Lou Penrose in for Mark Larson today and tomorrow. Mark will be back on Friday. All right. Uh, so CPI numbers, Consumer Price Index, uh, all those uh, fun acronyms out of Washington, D.C. It all means the same thing. Everything uh, that you consume and everything that you do uh, is going up. Small amounts, but they will add up. Beef certainly has gone up 6%. I, I think that's actually low. I don't know what kind of beef you're eating. Uh, my boys eat uh, pretty uh, significant cuts of beef. I know that uh, my, my youngest is uh, going through a filet mignon mode, which is great because you can buy like one. I have three boys, 12, 10, and 8. Uh, and of course... They were out once with their grandmother. She bought filet mignon for all of them, and now I'm stuck because every time we go to the store, that's what they want. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, you know, it's nice to get one or two, but, uh, you know, when those prices go from $9.99 a pound for choice to $16.99 a pound, and I think yesterday it was $21.99 a pound, they're going to put me in the poorhouse if these prices continue to go up. Uh, the price of uh, textiles, women's dresses, those prices went up 5%. It's a 1% increase since April, so... Uh, any outfits that uh, the gals bought for the Easter parade uh, now up five percent. Airfare is up two percent. Yeah, that's not surprising. People have been trying to travel. That I would argue is more demand than anything else. But 
Let's get the, the complete latest. Federal here. Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell told the House Financial Services Committee that inflation has increased notably and is likely to remain higher in the coming months. Powell told lawmakers he expects inflation and increase in prices to begin calming in six months or so. North Carolina Republican Congressman Patrick McHenry grilled Fed Chairman Powell on if the Fed is considering raising interest rates. Powell calling the surge in prices a perfect storm of high demand and low supply, and he says it should pass. In Washington, Mike Emanuel, Fox News. Thank you. Uh, Mike Emanuel uh, needs a cup of coffee. Um, so the, the six months or so in, uh, of the higher prices, and then it's going to pass, uh, that's a real challenge for me. Uh, I'm not an economist. I minored in economics. Uh, I don't have an MBA, but I have had a lemonade stand. These things are not hard to figure out. Uh, you don't need a, a degree in macroeconomic theory. When demand exceeds the supply, prices rise, right? So there's, there's only two components to figure this thing out. Either everybody wants stuff more than they ever had, or there's just not enough stuff being produced of the stuff people wanted at the same rate. Did I lose you? I mean, it, it can't possibly be. Like, beanie babies. Everybody wants, there's only the same amount of beanie babies as there were last year. Now I'm dating myself. Cabbage Patch Kids. How's that for dating yourself? Right? All of a sudden, everybody wants the one thing that there was the same amount last year of. Of which there was the same amount last year. English student. Uh, so that's what causes the price to rise. There are the same amount of cows and steer to provide the same amount of filet mignon or top round or whatever steak you're grilling than there were last year. So people obviously are choosing it more frequently. They're having bigger parties. They're just having parties uh, or they're just having a, you know, more steak for whatever reason. That could cause prices to rise. That would be an outlier. Right. All of a sudden, everybody, you know, we see this happen during the Atkins phase uh, on the diet trend. Bacon prices went up. You know why? Because Atkins said that you could eat like an entire plate of bacon and actually lose weight. It was an, an example that he gave. So the, these little things happen from time to time. Right. If somebody has a hit grapefruit diet and goes on the view and all the girls think I can lose weight by eating grapefruits, grapefruit prices will go up. Cause same amount of grapefruit trees. But now more people want grapefruits. Here's the problem. Meat is not just going up. Veal is going up. Women's dresses are going up. Uh, what else did I say? Airfare prices are going up. Energy prices are going up. All food prices across the board are going up. Transportation is going up. Uh, let's see. What else do I have here? Biggest one-year, year-over-year increase in the price of cars and the price of used cars. So new cars and used cars, both going up at the, like, at the same rate, 5.4%. Biggest gains, plane tickets, I mentioned hotels, restaurants, and cars all jumped up. Uh, hospitality, wages have risen as a result. That's a good thing. But my point is, everything can't go up at the same time and have you say, well, it's just a hiccup, you know, a blip, uh, every pent-up demand, everybody wants to, uh, you know, travel, they haven't seen anybody, COVID, blah, blah, blah. It can't all happen at the same time. I mean, it, it, there just, it, it just isn't room in your budget for you to go out, buy a bunch of meat, grill it, then jump on an airplane, go to a hotel, buy your wife a whole bunch of new dresses, uh, and um, 
you know, uh, sit around and, uh, and and subscribe to Netflix all day. I mean, it, it, it all can't happen at the same time. There just, there just is no room in the economic equation of the consumer price index and inflation for that to all just coincide. So clearly things are becoming more expensive. Clearly we are doing something in this country economically that is choking production and increasing demand. Now, let me postulate for you. That's a fancy college term. Let me give you a thought. Maybe the government is mailing people checks for no reason. And maybe since the Biden administration took over, a lot of the relaxed rules on regulations and a lot of the decreases in the tax burdens on companies, corporations, and people have been reversed uh, or they're threatening to be reversed under a Democrat control House, Senate, and White House. So the people that are producing stuff, getting it for you, they're thinking, I'm going to have to pay a lot more in taxes and I got these idiots from the Bureau of whatever that are scheduled to come in here uh, and, uh, and, and slow down my production uh, so I'm just going to hang tight for right now and not expand, even though people really, really want to buy my stuff. Uh, I don't know where they're getting the money. Everybody's unemployed uh, and been unemployed, and now so they're underemployed. But nonetheless, they seem to have cash in hand. Uh, but I just really am, am ambivalent about uh, ordering more and expanding and putting on you know, a third shift because uh, taxes are – they keep talking about how I'm the bad guy, I'm the businessman, I'm corporation – uh, so I, I, I've caused all the problems. I'm the reason for, you know, global warming. Uh, I'm probably not going to expand and risk getting regulated, grinded down and overtaxed. At the same time, people don't have more money. They have more cash because the government is mailing the money, but they're not earning more. They're getting more. And what's the rule about other people's money? It doesn't feel the same, which is why government overspends. But if you worked and earned with a shovel and got $600 out of it, let me tell you something. Each one of those $100 bills would feel really, really good in your wallet. And you'd have to have a discussion with yourself in your own head if you were going to overpay for a plane ticket or overpay for... Uh, you know, a, a, a package of steaks that you knew were just nineteen ninety nine a pound last week, and now they're twenty six ninety nine a pound. Right? You would second guess that. However, if Governor Gavin Newsom sends you a check for six hundred dollars, with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. 
You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. That $600 doesn't feel the same as the $600 that you would have earned with a shovel or washing dishes or waiting tables or whatever you did to earn the 600 bucks. So you're like, well, a new $600 check just showed up in my checking account. That was easy. Sure, what's the difference? Let's live it up. COVID, you know. So, I mean, you have, you have what we call... Uh, you know, in economics, I don't want to confuse people. I mean, you have you have a real illusion going on. I mean, it really it really confuses the economic equation. This isn't true market. This isn't buyers and sellers. This is the government sending people money that they didn't earn, and they call it stimulus. We can talk about stimulus a little bit. I'm not sure. I, I'm in love with that term. Uh, and then you have the marketplace not filling the needs of people because they're fearful, not of their competition, not of their abilities, not of their employees' ability to show up for work. They're fearful of the government clamping down on their operation. It is a quite a unique set of circumstances that we're in. Uh, and I don't know that the market's going to be able to sustain it for much longer. Michael Bracken is with Development Management Group. He's an economist for the Southern California Association of Governments. He'll join us next to talk about this. The Mark Larson Show on San Diego's Talk, AM 760. It's San Diego's Talk, AM 760, The Mark Larson Show. Lou Penrose sitting in for Mark Larson. Happy to be here with you. Happy Thursday morning. Coming up uh, in the next hour, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some of these unemployment numbers. And Macy's nationwide is doing a huge opportunity uh, to uh, get a job at Macy's. It's going to be interesting to see what some of these companies have to offer. What do you hear what Macy's has in store? But right now, we're talking about the price of everything here in San Diego. Inflation is at the highest level since 2008. Uh, a lot of reasons why, and economists are scratching their head as to just how long this is going to last. We talked about the ho hotel prices are up, uh, beef and veal, they always go to that, but the, I have seen it firsthand that the price of, uh, of cuts of meat are up at the store. Just go look for yourself. Now you have to spend time in the store, you know, like they did in the 70s. If you ever watch those movies where people go and they go and shop for the lost leader of the day. So you don't just go out and choose what you want to eat. You have to go and choose what's on sale, and then that's what you make. Uh, textiles, women's uh, apparel have gone up 5%. Airfare, of course, have, uh, has risen quite significantly. Economists are saying this is just temporary, six months. Um, and we're trying to figure out how exactly uh, they can... Uh, determined that it's transitory. So Michael Bracken is with Development Management Group. He is an economist for Southern California Association of Governments, knows more about this stuff than anybody I know. Michael, what, what's, what, what's your thoughts on this term transitory? Can you have transitory inflation? Well, you can, but, but let me lead you with a statistic that should scare everybody. And that is in January of 2020, the M1 money supply, that's the amount of money that's essentially available in cash to way oversimplify, um, 
was was well let's just say today there is four times as much cash sitting around as there was 18 months ago cash available to people in their bank accounts so it, there is four times how can that be people didn't work for the entire year of covid why is there all that cash sitting there uh, the government gave it to them, and uh, plenty of people did make money. At least uh, uh, people people who were selling things that people were still using. I mean, that, that's why I don't think it's as transitory as we're thinking, or, or at least as some economists are are, are suggesting. In the annual rate that we're headed, based on the last couple months, is five point four percent. That's not catastrophic, but it certainly isn't good. It's it's two and a half times that target rate of two uh, percent. And economists are suggesting what we call the five-year outlook looking in the future. Most economists are thinking we're going to be back in that two to two-and-a-half range over the next five years. Now, that doesn't help you if you needed to go out and buy yourself a used Ford or Chevy pickup, which is up 46% year over year. I mean, why... Why the used car market? I mean, what's what's the rationale? If money is so cheap, inflation inflation rates are low, then auto sales uh, should be favored, right? Why are people buying pre-owned? Well, they're buying pre-owned in certain cases because there is not stock of new vehicles available. So trucks, trucks are certainly is what's seen the worst hit. Uh, because people need trucks for for certain kinds of jobs, agriculture, construction, things like that, and th- there's just not enough new product available in a lot of markets. Again, because of the uh, because of the chip shortage, but part of it is this irrational consumer behavior that we've seen in cars and we've seen in housing. This concept of FOMO, fear of missing out, folks. Unless you need something, need. Don't buy it right now. I mean, I, I realize I'm going to get a call from from the feds here in a minute yelling and screaming at me that I'm telling people not to spend money. But if you need food today, you need food today. I get that. But if it's a purchase you can delay for six months or a year until things calm down, don't buy something just because your neighbor did. Let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, you know, the, the distortion and the distortionary – is that even a word? Distortionary effect of – uh, the federal government sending money to people. In California, Newsom announced yesterday that he okayed stimulus checks for people making between thirty and seventy-five thousand dollars a year. Uh, that, that's an in, an increase in the amount of people that are getting it. It used to be just people making under thirty thousand dollars a year. Now all the way up to seventy-five thousand dollars a year, which ain't rich in California, but you're certainly you know I mean you're able to make ends meet. But so you're not in need of a $600 stimulus check, but if they're sending it to you, that's $600 money found that you didn't work for. So why not go spend it? What's the difference with the price of, uh, you know, of, of, of dinner you know, on, for Sunday, the Sunday party is going to be? Because I just got $600 I didn't, I didn't ask for. Yeah, that's, that's a real issue. Uh, it, and it also is sad, and, and anybody who knows me knows I'm a political decline to state and tend to be a, a very moderate Yet, isn't it coincidental that he announces this additional stimulus about a week after a date was set for his recall? Well, I mean, that, I think a lot of people have you know, raised eyebrows over that. But uh, whether or not that helps him politically is a, certainly a, a different topic. I, I'm just interested in the impact that it has 
to the ability of California to recover and and, and for the economy to just be normal again, where it doesn't, you know, we we don't see prices of women's dresses going up 5% uh, since April for no conceivable reason. Uh, You know, the dress worked at the Easter parade. There's no reason you can't still wear it. Uh, But, you know, the the impact, there is a a distortionary effect, if I can make up that term, of just having money coming into people's checking accounts uh, and then the shortages that are causing prices to rise. Yeah, and you said it right in the previous segment, which is money that is earned is appreciated significantly more and certainly more valued by it by an individual. And the more money that that the average consumer has in their account, earned or unearned, the more again, this is just typical economics, the more people selling goods and services are going to raise their rates. Why? Because they can't. Right. I mean, how many how many retailers have made a small fortune off of selling e-bikes in the last year? I mean, that's been probably the biggest winner in this pandemic are e-bike manufacturers. Yeah, everyone has one. I mean, they're, they're, yeah. in, my, in my town, they're, the city council is dealing with regulation on sidewalks and all kinds of problems. Everyone has them now. Every, every, it, you know, it, it, uh, it, it uh, was not seen and no one saw that coming. Uh, but you're right. I mean, if there's cash available now, they're talking about six months. So we're looking at going right into the holiday buying season when traditionally you do see people, uh, you know, increasing their consuming be- consumption because uh, it's Christmas time. Right. So, I mean, will we'll, the six month expected end of the transitory inflation will it coincide and fold in to the holiday season or will it hit it like a brick wall? Well, first of all, I don't subscribe to the six months at this point. I subscribe to we won't know where we're headed until six months after the spigot of free money is turned off. And that's because we need some normalcy to decide what's going on. Again, when people magically have money appearing in their accounts, uh, and and they're spending it because they didn't necessarily earn it, and so they're spending it on on wants, not needs, and therefore the prices of some of those wants are going up. That's not a normal economy. We're going to go, oh, you know, it's it's really no different than my college fraternity days. Going out and have a couple drinks with with my housemates, and then the next morning I'm going to pay for it with a hangover. We are headed to an economic hangover at some point when we begin to normalize. So the government's got a choice. You continue throwing money at people forever and ever until we become Greece and and we have austerity measures, or do we begin to close that spigot because the economy is fairly hot right now, let people get back to work, return to work, return to normalcy, and the hangover might not be so bad. There's a difference between drinking three beers and 12 beers in terms of what the hangover is going to be. And we're headed to 12 really quick. You mentioned Greece and austerity. Uh, I was working in Congress, as you know, during those days when those countries were having those discussions and the pigs of Europe and all these kinds of you know, political discussions. Uh, inflation is going up, uh, which means the, the price to service the national debt goes up. And I know this is you know, inside Congress, uh, you know, in the weeds kind of stuff. But I'm here to tell you that nobody on the House Budget Committee is modeling, uh, you know, a, a federal budget that has you know a, a two or three or four percent uh, inflation rate. Uh, those kinds of numbers would devastate the ability of the federal government to service the interest on the debt. Um, so, as in, I, I mean, who's going to? It's a race, right? It's it's a race to see how well the stock market can do, as opposed to how fast inflation can do, because the federal budget just cannot afford itself. 
Well, what we need uh, is a group of members in the legislature, whether it's local, state, or federal, that A, are willing to live within their means, uh, and B, are willing to make long-term decisions for the good of the whole rather than the good of a re-election. And, and, and I would argue both sides of, of the aisle is, is guilty of this, and it is affecting the economy. Again, when you can issue 10-year bonds at you know 1.3%, 1.4%, which actually has a negative value with what inflation is doing, yet, yet we're not too far away from that same debt having to be repriced at 3 4 four and a half percent in order to get people to buy that debt. And again, it's no different than the average household. So I'll make this really easy for the average homeowner. If currently your house payment is based on a 3% interest rate and you can make that payment, ask yourself, can you make that payment on a 6% interest rate? And while you have a fixed rate loan, the government does not. The government is constantly selling not only previous debt, but new debt. Or what we know, what we call the debt cap. And so you have to realize that in the future, we're going to have to pay more for money, which means there's less money from the federal government to go to programs and services because it's being used to pay the national debt, unless taxes go up. Michael Bracken. <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate it very much. I'm out of time, but uh, always good to catch up with you. And uh, uh, not necessarily the most rosy note, but we'll leave it at that and we'll check in with you again. Uh, it's always good to talk with you. Uh, Michael Brackens with Development Management Group, uh, economist for Southern California Association of Governments and advisor to a lot of institutions here in Southern California uh, on economics. And now you hear why. 800-765-362 is my telephone number. All right, when we come back, Uh, Some of the things that we could be doing to help make things not as painful uh, when that money dries up out of the federal government and maybe taxes and the tax burden goes up. That's coming up next. Lou Penrose in for Mark Larson on San Diego's Talk AM 760. You can win your share of over $200,000 just by taxing the keywords when we give them out. The chance for you to win a thousand bucks is coming up in just minutes on AM 760. So stay tuned for that. Radio stations giving away cash. Governor Gavin Newsom giving away cash. Federal government giving giving away cash. I mean, uh, how can you go wrong? How can you possibly go wrong? And how can you not have enough money to pay the rent? This is available to all eligible individuals and families, households that earn anywhere from 50 to 80 percent of federal poverty. Five point two billion dollars to pay 100 percent of your back rent to April of last year and to pay 100% of your rent through September 30th of this year if you've been impacted directly by COVID-19. All right, there's Governor Gavin Newsom yesterday talking about a, a budget that includes not just a $600 stimulus payment for everybody making $30,000 to $70,000 a year, uh, but also paying everybody's rent through September. Now, just... Full disclosure, I was CEO of an organization called the Apartment Association, which is a California chapter of something called the National Apartment Association, uh, which is a trade association that represents apartment owners. Uh, So as you can imagine, uh, you know, I am my, you know, ears uh, went up when I heard him say that they're going to be paying back back rent. That's a good thing for the landlords out there. That's a good thing for that. The people that own the buildings, because. 
uh, you know, you can uh, you know cry all day uh, for people that uh, can't make the rent payment. Uh, but when they don't make the rent payment, there's other people crying. And you can say, well, Lou, boo-hoo for the, you know, greedy landlord. It doesn't work that way. That might bring you some comfort in saying that. Uh, that uh, it might, uh, I don't know, tickle your schadenfreude kind of a, a bone. But it, it doesn't work that way. All, all that happens is that the costs of owning your apartment building go up for the, the people that own it. Uh, and that's bad for you as a tenant. Trust me. So, hooray that somebody's going to be made whole, and the somebody that's being made whole isn't being made whole by the person that owes the money. Now, here's the other problem. Governor Newsom in that statement said, we're not just going to pay your rent back to April of last year. Which, to that I say, whoa, 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 whoa. Nobody has had any money since April? I mean, what's unemployment insurance for if we're not to pay the expenses? which would be rent. Um, But not only did he say that, he said we're going to pay it through September, which means there is zero. It's it's, it's July 15th. If you rent an apartment, you you better have a plan for August 1st right about now. I mean, I do. And you certainly have a plan for September 1st and if you didn't have a plan for September 1st, there's actually enough time for you to get a job and you'll get your first paycheck before September 1st, all of which should go to the rent and nothing else. Keeping a roof over your head is kind of your first order of business if you're a grown-up. But in, in, in making this announcement, and again, you heard Bracken talking about the coincidental Uh, timing of the stimulus payments and these programs hitting right before he's about to face a recall. Sure, uh, I I get that. But I'll put that aside for a second because politicians are what politicians do. Uh, The impact this has on the economy, the marketplace, uh, you know, the, 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 the social and moral contract between people who sign a rental agreement and everything else is all getting very distorted. Because now the government is saying that I, we will cover your rent. If you can't pay your rent in August and September, uh, we'll cover it for you. People do lie. And I, I don't know that uh, he's factored that into the equation. So there is zero incentive for anybody to pay their rent until October 1st. I mean, zero. The taxpayers are on the hook for every deadbeat tenant in the state of California until October 1st, based on what the governor said yesterday. And it, it's it's beyond a distortion. It is, in fact, in and of itself, uh, a cause for recall. Uh, but we'll talk about it coming up next. Lou Penrose sitting in for Mark Larson on San Diego's Talk AM 760. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.